كَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا فِيكُمْ رَسُولًا Just as we sent among you a messenger. What does it mean by that? That just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent a messenger in order to guide you, similarly, He has ordained the Qibla for your guidance. Because how does the previous ayah end? لَعَلَّكُمْ تَهْتَدُونَ So just as He has sent a messenger to guide you, similarly, He has ordained the Qibla for your guidance. Or, just as the Qibla is a part of perfecting the deen, completing the deen, similarly, the messenger has been sent, why? To complete the deen, to perfect the deen. Just as the Qibla is a huge blessing, the messenger was also a big blessing. كَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا فِيكُمْ رَسُولًا Just as we sent among you a messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, minkum from among you, meaning he was also a human being. And what did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam do? يَتْلُوا عَلَيْكُمْ آيَاتِنَا He recites upon you our verses. He read the verses. He didn't just give the verses to them in written form. He recited the verses upon the people. Because hearing the recitation has a completely different impact. And also, he read the Qur'an, he recited the verses just as the verses were recited upon him. Jibreel read the Qur'an to the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ, as he heard it, he conveyed it to us. So what are we supposed to do? How should we recite the Qur'an? The way that it was revealed. يَتْلُونَهُ حَقَّ تِلَاوَتِهِ Many times we don't give importance to recitation of the Qur'an. We see a lot of extremes within Muslims. Some focus entirely on improving the recitation. Others focus entirely on understanding the text. Both are equally important. يَتْلُو عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِنَا and we notice over here that tilawa is mentioned first. Tilawa is mentioned first. What does that show? That tilawa is what? Is the first thing that needs to be done. Improving a person's recitation is the first thing that needs to be done when acquiring the knowledge of the deen. It's like the basic step. That's one of the first things that should be focused on, which is why Within the Muslim community, people focus a lot on children learning to recite the Qur'an from a very young age. Because that's the first thing. وَيُزَكِّيكُمْ And he also purifies you. The Prophet ﷺ didn't just give knowledge to the people, but he also purified them. How did he purify them? How did he purify them? This is understood in several ways by telling them what is right and what is wrong so that people do that which is right and leave that which is wrong and hence cleanse themselves purify themselves improve themselves also he purified them how? by removing shirk kufr sin away from their lives الكتاب, and he teaches you the book he didn't just recite the book what did he do? he taught them the book he taught them the meanings of the book. He taught them how to implement the book. He taught them about the words of the book as well. 
الْكِتَابِ How? By teaching them its words By teaching them the meanings of the words And by practically showing them How to implement the book as well And he also taught the people what? وَالْحِكْمَةِ And the wisdom The Prophet ﷺ also taught wisdom What is wisdom? First of all The wisdom behind the commands As to why a particular command has been given Because when a person understands that Then it is easy for him to apply I mentioned to you that hadith about the man Who came to the Prophet ﷺ and said Give me permission to commit zina And that entire incident that I told you about So through that conversation What did the Prophet ﷺ make that man understand? That you should not commit zina because of such and such reason Because people don't like it when you do zina with their mother or their daughter or their spouse or so on and so forth. And secondly, wisdom, hikmah is also how to act upon a certain command. How to act upon a certain command, which is the sunnah. Because the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ teaches us how to act upon the commands, how to implement the commands. وَيُعَلِّمُكُمْ And he teaches you Ma that which Lam takunu ta'lamun Which you did not have ilm of Which you did not know before What is it that the Prophet ﷺ was teaching people? The deen The matters of the deen As well as matters of the dunya Reality of life The purpose of life The Arabs were an unlettered nation They didn't know They didn't have knowledge and after the Prophet ﷺ, according to Abu Dhar anhu, he said that when the Messenger of Allah left us, there was not a bird that flies, but he had informed us about it. Meaning he had given us details of every single thing. Before the knowledge of the deen, they saw a bird, okay, it's a bird. After the knowledge of the deen, what is this bird? It's the khalq of Allah. There are lessons to be learned from that bird. So the deen that the Prophet ﷺ taught to the people, he taught us, we learn from this deen those things which we had no idea about, which we were not born with. When it comes to deen, we take deen very lightly and we think it's not that important. We don't give much importance to learning the deen. Remember, we're not born with the knowledge of the deen. We have to learn it. Nobody is a born doctor. Nobody is a born journalist. What do people do? They learn. Similarly, deen has to be learned. You didn't know before. And you only know now. Why? Because the Prophet taught you. So similarly, there are many things that we are unaware of. And we can only get to know about them when we learn the deen. When we try to study the deen. And also remember that if there's something that we don't know, we're unaware of, but it is important for us. Would you learn it? Would you learn it? For example, knowing how to cook. You don't know about it. But when you're hungry and you're on your own, what are you going to say? No, no, no. Learning how to cook is not important. I'm not going to waste my time standing in the kitchen cooking. Okay, stay hungry. Stay hungry. Is it important to learn? Of course it is. So similarly, deen is important for us to learn. وَيُعَلِّمُكُمْ مَا لَمْ تَكُونُوا تَعْلَمُونَ 
And upon gaining this knowledge, Allah says in the previous ayah that just as giving you the Qibla is a big favor, we have sent the messenger also to you as favoring you as a part of guiding you. So after attaining this huge favor, the guidance of the messenger, the teachings of the messenger, what should you do with all this knowledge that you have learned? Fadkuruni, then remember me. Adkurkum, I will remember you. Fadkuruni, adkurkum. Dhikr. Dhal kafra. And what does dhikr mean? To remember something, to not forget something, to make mention of something. So remember me, how? Through prayer, through tasbih, with your qalb, with your lisan, with your jawarih, in your heart, on your tongue, through your limbs. Remember me. Don't forget me. Adkurkum, I will remember you. Just as we read earlier, awfu bi'ahdi, ufi bi'ahdikum. So what do we learn? That we should remember the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to us. We should not forget about them. And we should be grateful for them. Ibn Abbas said about this ayah that Udkuruni bitaati. Remember me by obeying me. Adkurkum bimaghfirati. I will remember you with my forgiveness. Remember me how? By obeying me. And I will remember you how? By forgiving you. What are the different ways in which a person can remember Allah? Through salah, through tasbih, remembering Allah in the heart, in our daily conversation, making mention of Allah, saying Alhamdulillah, saying Insha'Allah, mentioning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Kahf, Ayah 28, and do not obey one whose heart we have made heedless of our remembrance and who follows his desire. A person who doesn't remember Allah is not worthy of being obeyed. So remember Allah. Also we learn in Surah Ali Imran, Ayah 191, those who remember Allah while standing or sitting or lying on their sides. So when should we remember Allah? All the time. فَذْكُرُونِي This is general. Remember me all the time. Not just in salah. Not just when you're praying. But remember me all the time. And as a result, أَذْكُرْكُمْ I will also remember you. There is a hadith that is mentioned in Bukhari and Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I come up to the expectations of my servant. I am as my servant thinks I am. I am with him when he remembers me. When a person remembers Allah, Allah is with him. When he makes mention of me in his heart, I make mention of him to myself. When he mentions me in a gathering, I mention him in a better gathering of the angels. The Prophet ﷺ, he would say, Astaghfirullah, even when he would be among other people. Even when he would be with the Sahaba, with the companions. So remember Allah all the time When you're alone When you're with people Because the key To having Allah remember you Is doing what? Remembering Allah 
If you want Allah to remember you, what should you do? Remember Him. And what a great honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions a person. Allah mentions a person. Washkuruni and be grateful to me. Wala takfuruni and do not be ungrateful to me. Washkuru is from shukr. And what does shukr mean? Gratitude. So be grateful for me. For what? For the blessings that I have given you. For the blessing of the qibla. And remember that part of expressing shukr is obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this command that Allah has given you, follow it. Obey it. It's a part of doing shukr to Allah. وَلَا تَكْفُرُونِ And do not be ungrateful to me. تَكْفُرُونِ Notice the ni at the end. It indicates me. And look at the word kufr over here. What does kufr mean? Disbelief, denial. But over here, it's being used in contrast to shukr. Shukr is gratitude and kufr is ingratitude. Because kafara literally means to hide something, to cover something. And when a person is ungrateful for another's favor, what is he doing? He's hiding, he's concealing the favor. So washkuruli. What does it mean by shukr? Continue to obey me. Carry out the commands that I give you. Stay away from the prohibitions. وَلَا تَكْفُرُونِ And do not be ungrateful to me. How? By disobeying me. Do not disobey me. Let's listen to the recitation. وَلِكُلِّ وِجَهَةٌ هُوَ مُوَلِّيهَا فَاسْتَبِقُوا الْخَيْرَاتِ أَيْنَمَا تَكُونُوا يَأْتِ بِكُمُ اللَّهُ جَمِيعًا إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ وَمِنْ حَيْثُ خَرَجْتَ فَوَلِّ وَجْهَكَ شَطْرَ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ وَإِنَّهُ لَلْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكَ وَمَا اللَّهُ بِغَافِلٍ عَمَّا تَعْمَلُونَ وَمِنْ حَيْثُ خَرَجْتَ فَوَلِّ وَجْهَكَ شَطْرَ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ وَحَيْثُ مَا كُنْتُمْ فَوَلُّوا وُجُوهَكُمْ شَطْرَهُ لِئَلَّا يَكُونَ لِلنَّاسِ عَلَيْكُمْ حُجَّةٌ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا مِنْهُمْ فَلَا تَخْشَوْهُمْ وَاخْشَوْنِي فَلَا تَخْشَوْهُمْ وَاخْشَوْنِي وَلِأُتِمَّ نِعْمَتِي عَلَيْكُمْ وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَهْتَدُونَ كَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا فِيكُمْ رَسُولًا مِّنكُمْ يَتْلُو عَلَيْكُمْ آيَاتِنَا وَيُزَكِّيكُمْ وَيُزَكِّيكُمْ وَيُعَلِّمُكُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةَ وَيُعَلِّمُكُم مَّا لَمْ تَكُونُوا تَعْلَمُونَ فَاذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ وَاشْكُرُوا لِي وَلَا تَكْفُرُونَ So what's the main lesson? That this hidayah, this knowledge that Allah has given, be grateful for it. And how will you be grateful for it? By obeying Allah. وَلَا تَكْفُرُونِ 
and do not be ungrateful to Allah. What is ingratitude? Disobeying Allah. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.